Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. Uh, and if you're new here, thank you so much for joining us. We talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. We always say that we are not marriage counselors. We're just two regular people going through marriage and sharing our revelations. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been having little segments, and so we're going to start with this week in the Fredericks household, which um, I have to acknowledge this, and that is I've been started our 17 lessons. Since in 17 You've years. been in your BA what? And I want to say, is that how that saying goes? No, I just made that up. Oh, I was like, wait a minute. I just know the breaking part. Uh, I just want to say, first of all, thank you guys so much for everyone that's been enjoying the pose. Yes. We only go through our marriage trials and tribulations so you guys can enjoy Instagram Hello? captions. Hello. <laughs> but I will say, I've, I do spend a bit of time and energy. Uh, trying to curate and come up with those captions and kind of making them uh, really thinking about our last year of marriage mm -hmm. and what that has meant for us going through it in quarantine and the <laughs> epidemic, uh, the pandemic, I'm sorry. Turning and into like, an epidemic though. Ciao. And so trying to figure out, you know, the things that I should share, making sure that I'm sharing so that it is... Um, helpful but not oversharing i think it's always a line that i'm learning to kind of walk uh but i think that people are getting really great value out of it and so for that i'm actually very happy and excited about that i am thinking about doing next week's episode because next week's episode will be the week before our anniversary yeah uh doing uh an actual 17 years or 17 lessons 17 years it obviously won't be all 17 lessons but maybe like the ones that kind of rise to the top that people seven really enjoy. lessons 17 yeah years. maybe something like that top seven three five or seven you know depending on how far the conversation go 1.7 lessons correct <laughs> and then maybe doing a deep dive i just don't know if there's much more meat to add on the bone to those lessons or if i can kind of like provide more detail context i'm not quite sure what do you think uh I one of the things I love the most about the love hour, and I think this is what the Instagram captions are, uh, and I always say this, but this is always true. We are learning and loving and sharing in real time. Mm -hmm. It is not it is not. Oh, when we were young, we learned this at 26 yeah. or 30. Last week we went uh, to therapy and we learned this. Mm -hmm. The next time we shoot, we will share that. Right. Um, it is the most accurate real time thing. And I don't think we are trying to, and I, I definitely don't think this, I don't think we're ever trying to say this, is how marriage sucks, but here's the work. Right. This is how people go from one year to seven years to 17. This is what healthy growth looks like. This yeah. is what change looks like. This is what I think one of the most impactful things you uh, introduced in the love hour period is Good communication is honesty, vulnerability, and transparency. I know. There were a lot of people who found that to be... Listen, it was revolutionary to me, to be honest. Man. Uh, but also having it resonate with so many people that they understood like where I was coming from and kind of the the lack in what communication is typically like on a worldview, the way that we view it and understanding that that's kind of a missing piece of the puzzle. I'm always like, thank you. I'm so happy that you guys understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because a lot of it, I sometimes, you know, obviously I'm, I'm reading, I'm getting stuff from podcasts. And then some of the stuff is just like my literal own like revelations yes and you can have a revelation that don't mean it's on the money that don't mean it's on the mark that don't mean it's like nah girl that ain't it and so when people are like it resonates with them as well i think that's kind of it's it's validating i think I so use. too i think and also 
I think this is my personal opinion. You can share. And also, I just want to get this out of here so I don't have to fake. Something got on my shirt, and I don't know. I think it's either uh, something I spilled or whatever, but it looks like doo-doo, and it's not. I don't it know what it was. It looks like a stay. It looks like I was changing my son's diaper, and he doo-dooed on me. Yeah. So if I, you see me crossing my arms, it's not because I don't feel good about my body. It's because I don't want to look like I doo-doo. <laughs> but this is a black-owned brand, Lawrence and Larmer. It's not their fault. I don't know what I spilled, oh. but I'm very clumsy. But anyway. I think you deserve to pat yourself on the back because you often find other gems from other people, mm-hmm. sexologists, Esther Perel, other podcasts, but you often drop your own gems. Right. And honestly, vulner- vulnerability, transparency, HVT, what's what we in the biz call HVT. So we in the biz uh, call party time. That was a gem for gem's sake. Yeah. I remember um, thinking, well, dang, if I had known this, and I think that's the joy of the love hour. We're giving you people who watch and listen. We're giving you stuff that it took us 17 years to know. Right. In hopes that if you're married, you can apply it early. Or if you're single, you can say, hey, this is how I communicate. And right. then share it with your partner. Right. Right. So we give, um, you know, our life advice in real time out in hopes that your marriage now or future marriage grows from it. Now we don't give everything because we're not going to sacrifice our marriage for your content or your, yeah. your thing. So don't think this is ever everything. There's some things that me and Melissa's like, this is just me and you. <laughs> it ain't never going to come out. And if it ever comes out, all we're going to say is we both knew about it and feel right. how you feel. <laughs> so, but, but I do truly, 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 truly appreciate that one because in my mind, when you said that, I said, Ooh, if I would have been able to go back in time and communicate clearly. I like I literally popped in my head all these times where I was one of three right. or two of three. And yeah. if I had been all three, I know you would not have um, responded the way you did if I would have told the whole story. Sure. And I think for me, a lot of times it was definitely holding back for fear of what you might think about me mm-hmm. or feel or say if I told you my my truth. Because sometimes the honesty part is the ugly. Sometimes, sometimes the honesty is ugly. The honesty is ugly. The vulnerability and the transparency is hard, sometimes harder, because you don't want to risk uh, looking dumb, feeling dumb, being rejected. But the, sometimes the true feelings that you share, it's what is needed, but it doesn't necessarily make it easy to say. Right. You know what I mean? Or to hear. Yes. There's some, been some things you said to me that I knew I needed to hear, and you said it as soft as possible, and it still was like, whew, yeah. that one is, it sting a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the work of, of marriage. And just like lifting weights, that is ugly. When you're really pushing yourself, like when I was working out with Greg and I was, you know, got up to 255 or 45, whatever, in order to get there on my good day, it required me literally being ugly yes. on my bad days pushing to failure on other days and some days being like, I can't even get up 185 today. Like right. what is wrong with me? Right. You know what I'm saying? But then all you ever see is on the gram when I hit 225 or 245, I don't, well, I joke. So I did put when I, I, uh, mm-hmm. it got too heavy and I got stuck, but people don't often share the right. ugly part of anything. They just show the finished product. So, you know, it is what it is. Or they don't share the process. Or they don't share the yeah, process. You're, and that's you're often the thing. not sharing the process. That's uh, why we don't position ourselves as relationship goals because we are just working. We're yeah, just absolutely. farmers. We're just doing the work consistently, doing the work. Uh, relationship goals always make me feel like it's easy. It's and all y'all had to do was get ma- meet each other at 16 and look how easy it is. Bruh. 
is for the millionth time. Not. That has its own drawbacks. Every every relationship, no matter when you get married, fall in love, kids, no yeah, kids. There's gonna be pros and cons. Pros and cons, it all has its own drawbacks. So just hush. Uh so yeah, let me know uh in the comments what you guys think. If you guys think I should do an actual episode on again, it won't be all seventeen now, but it may be a handful of those uh next we'll week. Try to do that, but the more years we get, the less likely it's gonna all fit into one episode. I know. Because our anniversary is what, next Saturday? Yeah. That's why it would have to be next week. Yeah. So uh, let me know what you guys think and we can do them. Yeah, I might do there's in the Patreon. They're suggesting like a top five. Top five could be good. I think a top five could be good just based off the con. And really, it's a resentment one. The communication one thus far. Um, they got a lot of save, a lot of repost, a lot of folks in my DMs. Uh, though yeah. I know those are the heavy, yeah. the heavy, heavy, heavy. The resentment one is another resentment, one. Resentment, man. You yeah, was resenting me. Yeah, that resentment one, I think it hit home for a lot of people because it's often something, it's not often talked about, but it is such a strong undercurrent for relationships, romantic or otherwise, that goes unacknowledged. Yeah. And when you are constantly in a state of, I mean, we'll go deeper and we can leave it at this. But when you are in a state of, um, you know, eye rolling, stop it. Uh, Constant eye rolling, constant belittling, uh, being condescending, everything they do gets on your nerves. Mm -hmm. And you're constantly sitting in this um, kind of... uh, I don't know the right word that I'm thinking of. I'm doing this motion. Like, I don't know if it's self-righteousness, but you know, like maybe it's indignation. They are so wrong. Everything they do is wrong. Their character is wrong. Their actions are wrong. You go waking up again. Right. Everything about them irritates your soul. And And it goes from that, like, you know, sometimes those can be funny, but like, Every little thing they do, you have a, a spin on it that wrongs you. Yeah. You know, that's when it becomes resentment. Yeah. And those things are so deeply rooted that um, it's hard to unsee the things that they're doing, but for the lens of resentment, if that yes, makes sense. Yes, that does make so sense. So I think that's why it's one, you know, the thing is, I, I was talking to my mom this morning and she was like, Melissa, you made this post. It wasn't the one I made today, but she was like, you made this post whenever it was and um you literally put a voice to some of the things i've been feeling really yes literally she said you guys know that's one of my goals anyway with the podcast and i think that's what sometimes that resentment is where you feel these things but you often aren't readily able to identify it i remember just really quickly uh not that long ago, I actually want to say it was last year, I did a post, we were talking obviously with everything that was happening and kind of this reckoning of racial equality in America. Not that the reckoning finished, but you know, what we were having the moment. And um, one of the girls I went to, I worked with at Boeing was like, I just want to apologize to you because I recognize some of the uh, microaggressions that you were experiencing at Boeing was the result of you being black and you being a woman and you being the new girl and da da da. And when I tell you, I always felt, I don't know why that was such a bad work experience for me. It's the only time I can remember you really not Literally liking your job. Literally not liking the job. And I've never been, and I've worked everywhere from KFC to banks to, you know, two or three, two other uh, aerospace companies since Boeing. Yeah, two. Um, and I've always been, I've never had any, and not that I had, you know, tons of like employee issues, meaning on me, but like the interpersonal relationships yeah. there. I was just like, I don't understand why I'm getting all, and it was like from day one, mm-hmm. I felt this energy. I'm like, I don't understand where this is coming from. <clears throat> 
and her identifying it as microaggressions and basically racism to be honest mm-hmm. uh i was like oh my god i never I, put I, those two I things together knew. i never ever called it for what it was and now looking back on it and the fact that she said it i was like that's exactly what was happening it probably felt so clear it really did i mean all of those memories and those feelings they come rushing back where you're like of course <laughs> that's what was happening but in the moment and all of these years later i was never able to um identify any of those feelings and so her saying it and really apologizing because she was actually one of the like two people that i really like there and so for her coming back out all these years later and saying that was really beneficial and i'll tell you a lot of us are walking around with trauma and hurt and pain that we haven't been that hasn't been identified and that's why we need to sit down with someone a licensed professional and you can get that through better help better help yeah yeah there are a lot of people being triggered out here and without acknowledging those triggers you're walking around projecting you're hurt onto other people and sometimes there are things that you have to deal with internally and a therapist can sit down with you and help you go through the process of healing doing that kind of internal work so you can show up better in the world you can start communicating in under 48 hours it's not a crisis line it is not self-help it is professional counseling done securely online there's a broad range of experts available that may not be available locally in your area you guys know that i got my mom on uh, better help she has started therapy kevin and i have started therapy as a uh couple as well uh, as individual therapy as individuals we're all therapy family we are a whole kids was a in therapy. therapy family and it's really great because your whoever you're matched with can um what am I doing? Text you, communicate with you is probably a better way to say that. Communicate with you through the app. Um, again, it's very secure. You don't have to, because sometimes doing the, um, going into an office, you, you might feel secure because you're like, no one can hear you. But with this, you know that it's secure. You can step outside your house, go into your car, whatever you have to do to ensure that you have the privacy that you need in order to be as vulnerable as you need. And that's what we do. And it works out really, really well. Um, you can go to uh, betterhelp.com slash reviews to read their reviews of over the 1 million people who have joined uh, BetterHelp and take charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Love Hour listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash love hour. Love hour. Again, that's 10% off the first month at betterhelp.com slash love hour. Love hour. One more time, betterhelp.com slash love hour. Love. 10% off your first month. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we're going to go into for this next segment is uh, love and pop culture. And I didn't see this till this morning, but apparently this is like three or four days ago where Chandler Moore got married over the weekend to a young lady named Hannah. Mm -hmm. She is a Caucasian woman. And in his pictures, I only say that because I do believe that whether we acknowledge it or not allowed that race and the, the, the optics of something plays a role in the way that we view things absolutely and i think that you think a, it plays a role in what the controversy i do heard. i do believe that I some of these comments the whether they acknowledge it or not 
had to do with the fact that there was a black man married to a white woman mm-hmm. and the way yeah the comments were going crazy not because not of about race. that yeah, yeah it's not an overt thing but i think we have to be i think we all have to be aware that just the being shaped in america and the way race relations are and the history of interactions between black women or black men and white women it's going to play a role even on a subconscious level yes so anyway, he posts this carousel from his wedding. And the second picture is a picture of his wife uh, bent over. It looks like she's probably mid twerk. And he's <laughs> kind of uh, on her like this. He was at the rodeo. It looks like I don't actually even want to. It didn't look to me. People were saying it looked very sexual. No, I don't want to say that because it was a sexual thing, but it wasn't a sexual position. It looked like she was mid twerk. It looked like she was. It looked like they were dancing. It looked like they were dancing, and, the, and, and the, this was a still. The boomerang caught it. Uh, caught her when she mm-hmm. was throwing that thing in a prayer circle. Yes, that's all it was. So listen at their wedding reception. At their wedding reception, and when Where things I kept, should be thrown in a prayer circle. Be clear though. Because the overgeneralization that Christian was up in the comments and they was going cuckoo for Cocoa Pops and they was not having it and calling it inappropriate is not all the way correct. Okay. There were most certainly people, and we're going to talk about them, but there were a ton of people that was like, everybody should relax. This yeah. man is married. This is his wedding. Full on this married. This is his reception. Why? Leave and it this clean. This is his wife. And leave me out of your business and cleave to your own business. Listen, I was like, I looked see. at it and they're like, you are supposed to be a man of a worshiper. You are supposed to be representing Christ. You are. So, and again, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that it was everybody because that's just absolutely not the truth. But there were a good handful of people. And I was like, this is what I want to say. <laughs> Can we take back the church? And I mean that. Can we take back the ownership of a healthy sexual life? Can of health, we please? Of healthy sexuality. That if you only like missionaries, man, just say that. Listen, if a man and a woman have just said I do, and they are dancing, having a good time, and I don't know his business, but let's assume they waited. Child, enjoy yourself. Enjoy that twerk. Enjoy it. I don't understand. I the saw problem. this picture, and Melissa told me this morning that there was like controversy. I saw it in real time, and I promise it. It and didn't, kept going. I didn't. Oh, and, that's so, I said, "Oh, y'all reception looked lit." And that's what I and said. I it kept so much going. Fun. Y'all look like a less. Uh, I feel like y'all had a lot of good. Congratulations! Congratulations! Why do we have to make sex? Because um, what it does is it adds a layer, which again, these people are not recognizing. You're making it shameful that you can't celebrate. Th- okay, let's assume I don't know their business, so I'm not saying they did or they didn't. But let's assume that they waited. And this is their moment. They having a good time. Bum, bum, you were bum. adding this layer. Uh-uh, keep that under wraps. Don't nobody want to see that? For why? Okay. God created sex. Porque no? God told me to wait. Now I'm under this circumstance, this predicament, this environment in which God says. God could have made human beings be asexual. He could have made women lay eggs. And that's it. He said, nah, let me slit that up. Let me give you a clitoris. With thousands of nerve endings. 10,000 nerve endings. Just like 10,000 angels was going to come down. 10,000 nerve endings. He, he said, let me get a peen that go from on soft to on hard and put that in. Boom. He decided with all their options. He, chickens lay eggs. 
He had all, all these options you could have done. There's asexual animals in the ocean and this Listen. and that. He said, nah, I want it to be this. I'd be like, bruh. Got, and then there was a, let her twerk uh, on me. There was Come a comment high. that I saw. And the comment said, uh, if, that w- if I would have saw that, I would have pulled this young man aside. I would have pulled this young man aside ASAP. And told him, don't you ever disrespect my daughter like that. Well, your daughter's getting taken down this tonight. This is the other thing that I want folks to know. To pound town. Women are sexual beings as well. Tell them, Liz. Tell them so again. So the idea, and again, I don't know their business. I wasn't invited. I was minding my business. Say congratulations. Double tap. Move on. But since say, y'all was in the comments talking about it, I'm going to talk to y'all. That the assumption that it was him when she is bent over. Ooh, that's a good point. Taking the agency from her that she didn't say, babe, you want to do this boomerang? I'm a twerk. And then we're going to catch it. Taking that away from her and putting the onus and responsibility on him. You're part of the problem. That is a fantastic point that I didn't even think of. All I'm saying is let these sexual people that are now married live their lives. They are young. They just got married. They are excited and they can still love Jesus. Those two things do not have to be mutually exclusive. Go with God, Crispy. Go with God, Crispy. That's why y'all be having whack sex. <laughs> Missionaries are a way to spread the gospel. It ain't the only sexual position. <laughs> maybe your first lady wish she could be turned over and ate out from the back. Hello? And maybe she's sad because she ain't never been ate out from the back and she doggone secretly reading y'all 50 Shades of Dr- Grey. Joshua's over here stressed. Turning red. Your first lady ain't been ate out from the back and she's sad. She wish she could twerk. She oh, wish she could be bent over. Yeah, Charlie got a baby. Oh, I didn't know. I honestly, I don't Chana know. Charlie got a baby. Business. That's why yeah. I listened. Yeah, got yeah a that's baby. what they say. He I was didn't worshiping know. in a different way. Hello. He's coming along, but he's talking about. Yeah. I, I'm not judging. Who I just didn't not? know. I, I, I just really didn't. A lot know. of us had PMS. Premarital sex. I was like PMS. Premarital sex. Listen. Beck said, "If I'm not getting married, is it premarital sex? Listen. <laughs> we were never gonna get married. My anymore. my my whole deal and my whole you know kind of issue with the whole situation is." You know, the people that hold on to this idea that um, that there really there can't be a display of healthy sexuality, mm-hmm. even if you are a Christian. So what's the po- here's my problem with it. They said he, he got two sons. Chai, no. Chai got two babies. That's what they said. I, I had one. What's the point? So when we were growing up, it was always wait until marriage. Marriage bed is undefiled. What's the point of waiting all this time? If when we get married, y'all still going to have something to say. Folks can't be excited. Folks. And bump that. I don't even know. I assume. This is all assumptions. I have no idea. You read the comments? <laughs> oh, on the post? Yes. I assume that it was literally just a dance. Yeah. And that's the thing about capturing a moment. Yes. It might have been a split second. Literally. She could have just been like, hey. Exactly. You know how them little thing and they spin yeah. and they take the picture or whatever. I, that. I literally hey. assume. And you know, when, when a girl is twerking on a guy, that's the first. He back that. It literally just looked Do it like. Do <laughs> It literally yeah. just looked like. They were dancing. That's all Listen, it looks like. Listen, man, me. let your first think, lady get eaten out from the back. Hello, I think the assumption and p- 
putting and projecting the sexuality on something that could be as innocent as they're just twerking and having a good time and dancing is the problem. Let these young folks live their life. And let your first lady get eaten out from the back. Chow, who, what first lady be- are you vouching for? Sister Gertrude. Let her, she, let Sister Gertrude find her agency and her voice. Gertrude Chow. said, hey, eat me out from the back since the church anniversary return three. Now the hip's gone. I want to go back to your point about agency. Yes. I never thought about that as a misogynistic point of view. It absolutely is. But I can totally see it now. She can't be. Surely. There's no way. Surely she didn't want to do this. Yes, because this man pulled up as a father to a grown woman that That just said not his daughter. That's not his daughter. I would have pulled that young man aside ASAP and said, if you ever disrespect my daughter again. I, that's what I said disrespect. He would have been disrespectful if he wasn't trying to ride that thing. What? Ride and, that donkey and under that's Damascus. the other thing. What if this woman is a higher desire woman? What and if what this if is she the wants way, to get eaten out from the back? What if she is the one that wants that and her love language is physical attention and physical touch? You're going to completely dismiss that and shut him down? Stop. Read Song of Solomon. The garden that they're talking about, the fruit, it ain't, it ain't what you think. He talking about eating another type of fruit. Solomon was eating that cat, no Batman. <laughs> he went down to Chinatown. Hi. I mean, sometimes church folks just be unbearable. No, oftentimes. Just unbearable. Just also hush. Yeah, and I probably it's should. It's summertime, man. It's probably a better distinction to say church folks and not Christians because I honestly do feel like there is a movement happening in the world of church and Christianity where people are starting to reclaim their sexuality mm-hmm. and especially for women. And I think that's the only way that this works is that we start to reclaim. So people are, I've said this a gazillion times, you are, people are dying in their marriages silently. And dry. And dry because they're afraid or ashamed or embarrassed. Or they can't see clearly. Because they can't see clearly. And why can't they? Because they ain't been down to Warby Parker. Warby Parker going to help you see clear because they're committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores. You can't eat that coochie if you can't see it. Hello. Put your glasses on so you can see that slit and get in between betwixt. They offering... Eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exam, contact lenses, glasses that start at $95 and the highest of high quality, including prescription lenses, sunglasses, progressives, and blue light lenses. Josh, he got some blue light lenses. He spends a lot of time gaming and a lot of time editing. And he said he was getting headaches because of all the computer time. He went and got some blue light lenses. He said his headaches is gone, Liz. And you can thank Warby Parker for this. Take the quiz, answer a few quick questions, and they'll suggest some great looking glasses that are totally personalized to fit your face and style. Warby Parker styles range from extra narrow to extra wide to fit all face shapes. Listen, me, Kevin, Herlissa, very different face size. Yes, sizes. I have a very narrow face. And so I, I got, often need the smaller, slender glasses so they don't fall off. So and I'm, I need big, meaty glasses. Yes, yeah, so the the good, great thing about the home try-on kit is that you pick a few, like five different glasses, and then they ship them to you, and you have the opportunity to actually try them on your face, on your skin tone, see what you like, see what you don't like. What I love about this is I often think the uh, tortoise style or the color of mm-hmm. tortoise glasses don't yeah. match my skin tone because they're very cool-toned. 
So I'm always like, I don't know if it's going to work. I feel like I need like warmer colors to match my skin. Chad, I tried on these Coretta uh, glasses in the tortoise style um, frames or not the frames, but the design. Fell in love. You did. I fell in love. I love. I actually didn't know it, but I do love a good tortoise style. What's happening there? Mm. A good tortoise style uh, design. Uh, you guys, we uh, have our glasses, but they're at the house now because, you know, we had our try on hit. We waiting for Warby Parker. Y'all need to send us the ones we actually designed and, and chose it. Mm-mm. So y'all so we can try them on for you guys uh, here. Uh, Warby Parker partners with nonprofits like Vision Spring to ensure that every pair of glasses sold is a pair distributed to someone in need. The Warby Parker's free try on program orders five pairs of sunglasses to try at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes prepaid return shipping label. Try try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash love hour. Love hour. Again, that's warbyparker.com slash love hour. Love hour. And also, Melissa and I are, well, I'm on a four or five week um, break from tour And I'm excited because, as you know, when I'm on the road, I tend to eat more poorly, tend to eat out more, tend to eat club food. And now that I'm home for four and a half weeks, I'm excited to get right back to HelloFresh. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, and you can get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Try HelloFresh's quick and easy meals, 15 to 20 minutes uh, dinners, breakfasts, and more easy options for your busy lifestyle. HelloFresh offers 27 plus recipes to choose from each week from vegetarian menus, smart choices to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy with all the recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Uh, yesterday, Melissa cooked the firecracker meatballs. Oh, Joshy. With roasted green beans and jasmine rice. A little spicy. Yeah. I like a little uh, spicy. 40 minutes. I had scallions, ginger, mayonnaise, sour cream. Oh, big crunch. And Joshua and Rebecca are huge fans of the uh, HelloFresh as well. Absolutely. It's fantastic. They're they're young and single and they they don't know how to cook. They don't know how to drive to the grocery store. They don't know how to do nothing. And Hello. Too many ingredients. And HelloFresh says, here what you need, Joshy, for the spicy meatball. And only what you need. Because you know me. When I go to the grocery store, I'll be walking. Wandering Here's one thing. Let me store. get that. Let me go to this next thing. Let me get that. If they're two on the same aisle, I don't look. It takes me an hour just to get there. By that time, I could have been cooked and eaten. So listen to this. HelloFresh offers flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes. Uh, easily change your delivery day, food preferences, plan size, or skip a week whenever you need. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LoveHour12. LoveHour12. And use code LoveHour12. LoveHour12. For 12 free meals, including free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LoveHour12. LoveHour12. And use code LoveHour12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. America's number one meal kit. And now back to the show. And one more thing I want to say about HelloFresh. And that is really not about HelloFresh at all. It's that first lady wants to be eaten out from the back. Hello? I knew that's where you were Because that coochie is hello fresh. I want you to stop saying words. Pie for dinner. Really? Oh, that would have been no, cool. No, no way. 
So anyway, Chandler and Hannah, congratulations on your nuptials. Enjoy your honeymoon. Enjoy your newfound marriage. I'm sorry you have to deal with this. You can always come to Big Brother Kev and Big Sis Liz. We love you. By the way, Dustin Nickerson said, shoulders is Christian cleavage. I 100% agree. It was so fun. He was doing crowd work. And they were like, oh, we're a Christian group. And you're like, oh, you got your shoulders out. That's Christian cleavage. Oh, my God. You can so never, hysterical. you're never going to actually That's show cleavage. Hysterical. But the shoulders. 100% true. Christian cleavage. 100% Oh, a collarbone? Oh, That's lusted. Oh, she's out here now. Lusted. It's a whole boob right here, Liz. A whole Jezebel. A whole Jezebel. A whole Delilah. That's you are warm. His, that's why I took this off, child. I was starting to sweat. I got stuff to do. All right. We're going to do this one next, and then we're going to do the uh, the listener question at the end. Aye, but aye, we aye. only got about 20 minutes. Aye, 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 aye. Because we got to get up out of here. Aye, aye, All right. So aye, should I do this one? Or yeah, should I just go to the listener question? Uh, you can do the listener question, and if you still have time, come back to this. How are you going to title this episode, though? My husband don't want to get a job. Okay, then let's go there. All right. So this is the listener question that we received. It's from Missionary Gertrude. She said, hey, pastor won't eat me out from the back. How can I get it? <laughs> That's what she said. She said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> All right. He so said I'm it's unclean. It. This, <laughs> no Batman. This is a question that we get uh, often. And I always hesitate in answering it. So I did some research on how I think I should best answer it. Okay. So I'm hoping that it's helpful. I'm not quite sure if it is, but you guys can let me know. So first, I want to thank you for the love hour. I really enjoyed the show. And thank you and Kevin are naturals when it comes to talking about relationships from your perspective. I appreciate your insight. I would love to hear your view on relationships that require one person to be the support while the other is chasing their dream. I have heard you discuss this previously, but I'm thinking of this from the standpoint of what do you do when the dream is not happening and the person that is being supported begins to take the other person's support for granted. How do you know who is safe to support? When do you begin to stop supporting? I think that's always the biggest question. So a little bit of backstory. I'm not going to read it all because in case they're listening, I don't want him to know that she's emailing me so this is something that i struggle with i will keep to attempt to keep this short basically this is how my marriage started i supported my husband in all of his endeavors to work in this field he was very passionate about this in the beginning and while most of his counterparts have full-time jobs in addition to working in this field he did not when he did venture to get a regular job he did not keep those jobs for very long. Mm. I tried to get us on a plan that would work for both of us, but it never stuck. After a while, I realized that I had to take matters into my own hands and I began climbing the corporate ladder in my own profession. I Mm. found myself in a position where I am basically running the household on my own. My husband is still telling me he is doing the very best he can to contribute when he is absolutely not at all. Not only does he not help financially, but this man does not cook, clean or do anything i'm assuming there's not kids involved but i'm not quite sure yeah they usually say they yeah that's what i was thinking too he's not a horrible person but i've realized that i ignore tons of red flags in the past one huge red flag is that when i think about it i would never describe him as a hard worker that would have shown me that he was that he was pushing for what he was pushing for would never would be very hard to achieve because he lacks discipline in the end this year i decided to legally divorce him because i told him that we were either going to be on the road to healing or i was going to be on my way he did what he has done in the past which is talk but no action so i took the action now getting him out the home is another story Oh, there's a daughter. We have a daughter, so I'm very... I forgot she said that. We have a daughter, so I'm very fragile with how I take the next step. I will stop here. There's so much that's already going on. If you have any questions, but whatever. 
All right. So they are divorced or in the process? So it sounds like they're in the process of getting divorced, but I think the bigger, I don't think she, listen, Chuff, she filed for divorce. Yeah. You know, that's kind of done and over with. But the reason I even chose the question. A lot not of so people asked that. When I was doing Dear Kev, I got that a lot too. This question. And I was like, I don't I don't really want to make a joke out of this because I know you're really going through it and I don't really have a good funny angle because I would make a joke if I had a good angle. But also this I got this question probably once a week. Some version of this thing. Like, when is it okay to stop? Because it's and not that's working. The biggest question. Yeah. That is the biggest question. So Well you've you've been through this. I have, but I feel like, and that's why I'm like, I have to make sure, I actually have thought about, and depending on how this goes, I may actually still reach out to someone to kind of answer this question. It's a little harder for me to answer because it actually worked out. Yeah. Did you ever get to this feeling like, who? because I know there was- I, I can see, go ahead, finish your whole thought. I was just saying, I know there was some times there where we were like, the plays were getting better, but nothing about the business part was looking like it would ever work out. And I was feeling like that. And I know I, even as the creator, one of the creators, me, Jay, and Ann, we actually had the conversation of like, yo, my God, hey, this isn't working out. You know what I mean? So are we going to wrap it up? So yeah. if I was feeling like that, it only stands to reason that you were just like, all right, I swing think, and a miss again. Yeah, I think that um, the, the issue of so many things. So the first issue is this. If I say I support you, I think that the flip side is, okay, if that means you're going to be at home, mm. I need you to pick up that slack. Somebody on the Patreon just said that, and this is true. She said you cooked and took care of the boys. Right. I also worked full-time. Yes. When I wasn't fired, I worked full-time and did the plays. When I was fired, the boys stayed with me, and right. I cooked dinner, and I made Melissa's lunch. Like, I made myself more than dog. I didn't make your lunch? You don't remember that story I had made your lunch and you, I mean, I set it up. Yeah, I think it was a joke though. I don't think it actually No, no, happened. you absolutely kissed me on the forehead and took that thing. I, you don't never give me credit for my- No, some, no, 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 my, no. No, you don't ever give me credit for when my jokes come from real life is what I'm going to say, not credit for what I was doing. Be that as it may, even if I didn't cook or make your lunch, I was doing stuff. No, no, and I absolutely agree. And I think that's the biggest issue is that if- you start, you can start to feel, the supporter can start to feel taken advantage mm -hmm. of if I'm going to work. I'm also, let's say, picking up the kids. Yeah. I'm also cleaning. I am also cooking. I'm also doing all of the running around. So it feels like, so you got me out here being a single mom, a single parent. I don't want to say mom because I don't, I don't want to assume that it's always the man. But uh, you got me out here being a single parent. And you are offering me quite literally no contribution. Yeah, I think there's, I'd be hard pressed to see a situation where your, your spouse is supporting your dream and maybe allowing you not to work and you don't decide. Like when, when I was unemployed and you can attest or maybe you can attest, Melissa didn't have, the house would be clean. Right. When she came home, dinner would be cooked. It'd right. be ready when she got home. It was like, I can't afford. I just thought I can't afford to be unemployed and a and. bum. You know, like she can't come home and then still have to cook and clean and change the baby. You know what I'm saying? Like them boys was clean and fed. And well, Joe was changed. Isaiah was potty trained by this time. Uh, they had eaten. I took them to school. I did homework like. Shoot, you probably got the most out of me when I was unemployed. Yeah, as far I as agree. like a partner, like I was out here 
doing my thing. I used to walk my kids to school, pick them up, walk them back home. And then when I even started working for the church, like I took them with me everywhere. Yes. They were not in daycare. We was hanging tough. That's and, why I'm an amazing father. And that's why I think that the when the the scales are sometimes so unbalanced, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think when it feels like I am doing everything, including keeping this family from financial ruin. Right. And you were offering nothing. That's when you start to question and you start to actually like tally up. Uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. He ain't done this. This ain't working. In yeah. fact, all of these little endeavors, that's when you start saying, little, all these little <laughs> dreams, these little endeavors is putting us into more debt because he always got a fantastic guy. I keep saying he. I'm going to just use this as an example. In this situation, yeah, okay, it wasn't he. So I think you're good. Uh, in know, real life, it could be either, but right, in this situation, it was he. Right. So you, you start to feel taken advantage of. And I think that's where the dreamer has to understand that just because you are dreaming and doing whatever, there's still value you can add to the home. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, then that's when it feels unfair. You feel like you're taking advantage. Of. It feels like you're someone called him a leech. And that's what it starts. I feel Absolutely. like I'm mothering you. I feel like I, you are another child, another responsibility, another dependent in this home. And that's unfair because I didn't marry a dependent. Nope. I married a partner. Yes. And so I need you to partner with me Amen. In, in keeping this home together. Partner with me and eat out from the back. You should at least be free of orgasm. Here's the thing about it. A lot of men, we, here, hey, listen, guys, y'all might not be with me on this, but it's the truth. We carry 1940s and 1950s views of marriage and we don't give our wives 1940s and, and 50s type of salary. Yeah. When women stayed in the home and dinner was cooked when you came home, they did not have to work outside of the home. When they stayed home and they were cooking dinner and taking care of the kids, that man, and this is young Kevin too, I'm not exempt. That man usually drove that big car out to the city, mm-hmm. worked, was in the military, whatever, and he came back home and no, no bill had to be worried about. No school clothes. I'm going to take well, care also, of everything. I just read this the other day that women couldn't have an account in their own name until like the 1930s or something. I believe it. What happened Crazy. is we romanticized that era, but we living in two income houses and we want in one 1960s. income house. 1960s. She didn't have the right to open a bank account? In the 1960s, women gained the right to open a bank account. So single women couldn't open a bank account? They couldn't open a bank account without their husband on it. Dang. And so that's part of it, too. We didn't have a lot of independence. It's not that long ago. No, I thought it was in the 30s. Somebody on Patreon said they couldn't have a credit card until the 70s. Nine, let's think of do in 1971. Banks could refuse women a credit card, yes, until the Equal Credit Opportunity Act patch, which was supposed to prohibit credit discrimination on the basis of gender. That's 1974. Well, shortly after. No. In the 1960s, again, right? That was six again, years right? before Angel was born, for, for, for context. And that's what was happening then. Three years before Tony was yes. born. And so we're carrying that mindset where we literally couldn't do anything. Yeah, y'all want Betty Draper, but you ain't Don Draper. Correct. I mean, this man had a house, car, and another apartment in the city. Like, nah, I remember the moment Melissa cleared me on this or checked me on this. I don't know which term is right. I was like, man, dinner not ready. She's like, I work just as much as you did. And I picked the kids up and I did the homework. So hush, basically. (laughs) And in this thing, the dude ain't even working. So it's like, like you were talking about earlier, 
it's about a partnership and balance. And in seasons of marriage, like in that season, I had to take more of that burden because I'm bringing in at first no income to little income to just okay income. So to me, it did not seem fair to you to have be the one that gets fired. And the only way we really made it is by taking the boys out of daycare. That was actually the moment I realized my salary only really covered daycare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at least when you came home from work, you didn't have to then go and do that. And I was also working on my stuff. So when I went to play rehearsal, you're not like, well, now I got to do dinner. Right. Like you could just be done with the day. But I, I, I knew my part. And I think a lot of times men, especially, I'm not going to speak at women for this type of thing, but men, we don't carry our burden. The, we romanticize the, a time period where we, and we don't deliver on that time period, but we want our wife to deliver as if it's that time period with, with less resources. And it's ridiculously unfair. And I think that we all, um, and it's not that, you know, women in the 50s, 60s, they didn't have skills because they did. Oh, they had skills. They had skills. It's just that we weren't allowed to exercise them. Absolutely. But these days we have Skillshare, which is a platform for creatives where we can earn earn and gain uh, even more skills to progress in this world of entrepreneurship. (sighs) Josh didn't realize you were into the ad. He was like, ah, <laughs> he just sat back down. He was about to let you know, but you was already into it. You guys know that we are friends of the podcast. And listen, if said man in our story today was on Skillshare, you never know what might happen. His, 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 no, I know his career would have taken off. His, you know, he can, you can learn, learn how anything. to be an editor. He can learn how to bake some cookies. If he's a rapper, he can learn how to sing. He I mean, learn, uh, mix his own stuff. They have all graphic design, his own graphic stuff. Graphic design. Uh, what is it called? Drones. They have picture photography, videography. I'm telling you, blog. There's literally a class for you to take on Skillshare. I've taken all the classes I've just mentioned. I've literally taken. They have tons of teachers and um, uh, people that are in the field that can tell you, you know, kind of some of the things that they've learned on their journey. Classes can be one of their best of topics. If you're, you're like, oh, my God, there's so much. They have a best of topic. So you can just go peruse that list and find whatever's interested to you. Uh, one of the best things about it is that they're constantly updating their site with new information and new classes and new teachers and it is ad free and with an annual subscription it is less than ten dollars ten dollars per month only ten it's incredibly affordable especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops and with in-person workshops you can only have access to the one thing at a time and this allows you a plethora of things all at once with your annual subscription uh, explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash love hour and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash love hour. Love hour. Um, okay. One of the other things I think is the, the hardest about that. There's some things you can do before you're married to ensure you don't wind up in this position. Yeah. But I think it's harder to navigate once you're married. Yes. You know, like once I've said I do. Now what? I'm stuck with this man or this woman that's like refusing to get a job. One thing Melissa always points out about me that I didn't realize she realized before we got married, she noticed that I had a job and I worked consistently, even back to being 16. Yes. I rode my bike to Burger King. I worked my way through college. So she knew I was never afraid of hard work. And that continued on post-college. When I was fired, I was still hustling. Uh, When we moved here... Uh, but the, but to to her credit, she that was a thing she checked. Right. That's usually not a thing a person can hide about themselves. You know what I mean? Like if you can keep a job, 
you can usually keep a job. Yes. And if, even if you move around, usually Melissa has an old coworker and he always got a new job, but he always got new money. He sure Every did. time we, we see this man, him. we just seen him at the mall. He talking, I got a new job. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking a break to Hawaii sure in between my, my quit and start. Uh, he probably had six new jobs, but he ain't never gotten fired. No, he hasn't. He's like, oh, you'll pay me more? Jump. Yep. You'll pay me more? Sure Jump. You'll pay no me more? Loyalty. That's not the same thing as a person who gets fired over and over and over yeah. or who... Uh, can't hold a job because something's always happening yeah. or there's some issue always happening. Those are, to me, the red flags that you should actually notice in dating yes. because they more likely than not won't change once you're married. And those are the things you have to, you just have to be aware of while you're dating. And if you still decide, I love this person, I still want to be with them, then I also think it's important to have the conversation of, you know, what are the financial expectations in this home? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. Are, do you listen, bruh, woman? I notice you don't be. Do you want to work? Do you have dreams to do something else? Do you want to be an entrepreneur? Like, I know they can be uncomfortable conversations, but before you say I do, they're the conversations you need to understand. What are your role? What, how do you see? How do you define your role as a husband? Yes. Is, is, uh, being a provider is that one of your definitions? It's good. If it's not, and it's important to you because that's how you define it. Okay, well now you see that there's a there's a, a mix match. There's Do you eat from the back? Because you know I don't want to. My mother is Gertrude. Because my mother, she your mother has to be Gertrude. Gertrude says she ain't been eating by the back since the civil rights movement, and this is something that I want. Because it, it feel a little different. Do you do that? If not, you're Batman, and you ain't my superhero. You can't save my Gotham City. Uh, the other thing that I think you have to do is. Uh, if you're married, is agree like he's like I, or she, you know, I want to quit. I want to do this. Okay, that was just this, in Run the World. What happened? This the husband quit the job. The he the, did. the band person, uh, 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 Brisha's husband. Brisha's husband literally just Show did up. this. What Show you were up. just about to say, and that's why you have to come to the the thing about it is uh, a compromise. Yeah, you know, you have to come to a compromise where they're like, I want to quit. I hate this job. Okay, boo. I and I had to tell Kevin. I, I understand. You, I was just thinking we did. I, we I went want through you this. to be happy. I really do. But in order for it to work for me, these are the things we need to do, and then develop that action plan. And those usually look like saving money and paying down debt. Listen, Melissa said, "I get it. I'm supporting you." Obviously, our I think the thing you said that really clicked, and I knew, but it was really good to hear. You said our house is set up on a two income. Uh, two income. Uh, basis. basis so if you want to quit before even talking about moving to LA we need X amount in the mm -hmm. in the bank you know blah 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 401k whatever that is so when it was actually time to do that there was a there was a attainable thing that I could see and to her credit when that stuff was attainable she wasn't like never mind because a lot of times when you really don't want to do something you set up things that are that you think are unattainable yeah and then when someone attains them, you move the goalposts. Right. And to your credit, you were like, dang, okay. Okay, we You know, did. now mostly this was Tracy Edmonds paying yeah, us yeah. that allowed us to do, because paying the credit card off yes. was one. And, you know, and actually you let us move before that because you knew the money was coming. But be that as it may. Uh, and that's because I believe you came at it with a genuine heart. Yes. You weren't just saying. And that's the 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 hard part about this is that we're often not having those honest, vulnerable, transparent conversations. We're not communicating in that way. Mm -hmm. So what actually ends up happening is resentment does build. Absolutely. And that can come across as I wrote these down nagging. Yep. 
criticizing, mm-hmm. demeaning, yes, or condescending. Right. And so now there's animosity growing between, I mean, obviously the problem is the problem, but it's no longer, I'm not arguing any longer about getting a job. I'm arguing with you about why you're lazy. You, the person. That's a different argument. And that's a different argument. Once you start attacking the person and not the problem, that's, it's, you know, it's just harder, not saying you can't, but it's harder to communicate effectively or even develop a plan that you both can agree on because now I'm offended and you're calling me lazy and now I got to attack you back. Absolutely. Yes, Melissa. Yes. Correct. Yes. There's so much of people that is who they are. I was, me and Melissa were talking about this. Uh, before Melissa and I started dating in the year our Lord and Savior 2001 yep. 2000, 2000, 2000 2000 you're right in some ways we are some parts of our personality are the exact same For as sure. we were when we were 16 years old now we've had a lot of growth change and all that stuff but I'm a little bit more reckless and she's a little more conservative mm-hmm. in all facets of life she saved Melissa saved money like an old person who survived the great depression when she was babysitting Hello? when she worked I at kfc she said i remember when we were in college and money got tight she had that cell phone she was like i don't need this i don't have to have a cell phone i'll turn it off and she was turning she did turn it off I did. and i was like but i want to talk to you so i bought her her cell phone but it, it would be out of this world right for me to expect Melissa now, after 21 years, to start being frivolous with money. Sure. Even when she splurges, right, splurges, it's the equivalent of they going need, to Target. I just bought a new bag for my birthday, but it's used. Right. She, she could splurge. I'm excited about it. <laughs> I've been trying to get her a new car, and I just, I just gave up the other day because I realized I gave up, Josh. Because her money story, she's not me. I don't care. She doesn't care. She doesn't care how it makes me look which is what I care about in addition to her. But she, but I can't, I can't expect that was her the transparency. It's about what I want you to have. Yeah. <laughs> I can't expect her to, after 21 years to be, Oh, I'm actually, I'm a splurger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she can't expect me. Listen, I was thinking about this the other day. We've always been lavish vacationers. Lavish was just relative to our spending. Sure. When none of our friends had been on a cruise, the cruise was lavish. The actual cruise was interior state room sure. on Royal Caribbean to the Bahamas. And that's no shade of disrespect because we had a great time. Listen, you want to talk about the darkest part of my life? Yes. Was when that door closed and that first cruise. I'm talking about. First of all, thank God the bed was only three steps from the doggone know, door to the bed. I know. Because them crews on the interior with no window? Yes. But we didn't care because them doggone people brought you cookies at 3 a.m. So that was lavish. Now our lavish is a little bit different, but we've, I've always been like, let's do this. Right, let's right, go right, here. Right, let's right. do this. Let's do that. Right. And I feel like um, there's parts of Melissa that she has to know he's just going to be like this. And I have to know she's just going to be like that. Uh, I think Angel and Marcus talked about in their counseling, their counselor told them, look, Angel going to be messy. She's just going to be messy. Yes. And Marcus just said that yesterday on the mukbang. Anyway, oh, yeah. you no know, spoiler. But anyway, so I just wanted to say that. Mm. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that um, if you find yourself in this position, I think the first thing you have to do is, um, I think what happens, especially as wives, we own the role so much of like, I need to be supportive, I need to be supportive, I need to be supportive, I need to be supportive. And really, you need to look at yourself in the mirror, and there may be tears when you do it, and say to yourself, I'm unhappy. I'm overwhelmed, and I'm overworked. 
like own oh I guess this uh own this is your mind. that truth yes because you can work with that because you can work with that Mm -hmm. instead of forcing yourself to show up in a way that's no that no longer feels fair to you yes and telling yourself that you're not those things when it's true you know you be crying in the shower it counts you know it's not just water your sister your best friend venting to a co-worker and lord let's hope it's not a man Mm -hmm, because then you're going to get what eating out from the back Y'all thought I was done. I'm done now. I'm not going to talk about getting eaten out from the back no more today. I'm so, sorry, Mother Gertrude. Mother Gertrude. So that's the thing is that I think that's that really is the first step. Coming in with that, I am I am unhappy. I am sad. Listen. I feel like I am being taken advantage of. And you don't, that's a conversation you don't necessarily have to have with your partner. At least not for yet. Mm-hmm. Because that might be some energy that's hard to come back from. Yeah, that's hard to come back from. But I think acknowledging that to yourself is the first step instead of pretending that it's not and forgiving yourself in the sense of feeling like I have to do this and I can't. No, it's okay. Listen, the first thing you got to do is feel your feelings and not judge them. Your feelings are Absolutely. valid. Absolutely. How you how you how you talk about them, how you move forward, all that is relative. But how you, if you are unhappy in your marriage, that is your honest feeling. You cannot judge that feeling because I love what you said. Uh, and I just want to repeat it. Having that conversation with your spouse, I mean, with yourself first is the important thing. Absolutely. Because you cannot have a health. Because now when you go talk to your spouse, you got to hit him with that HVT. Yes. But you got to be honest with yourself first in order to do that. Yeah. Amen. Um, you and then go. I do have to go. I'm just going to say this really quickly. I think after you have that conversation, you kind of can settle into that. Then you have a conversation with your spouse, whether they hear it or not. And then you have to get help. Mm-hmm. You have to go to therapy. <clears throat> Simply having the conversation without an action plan. I mean, you might feel better for a day or two. Right. But that's it. That's it. So you need you have to go to therapy for someone to hold you accountable. Because if you guys could have done it on your own, you would have been You would have done it. You would have been there. You would have been there. And there is no shame or disrespect in acknowledging we can't do this alone together. We need a third party. And sometimes that third party is simply there to hold you accountable to the action plan that you two develop together. So if we say we're going to do this, this, and this, we can come back and the therapist is going to ask us. Yes. And that's another person to hold them them accountable. Yes. Your partner says, I am going to apply for a job or I'm not going to apply for a job. This is my last hurrah. I'm going to do this this, and this to get this business off the ground. That person can, because otherwise you do start to feel like your mama. Did you do this? Did you do this? You said you was going to do this. You didn't do this. Why are you always checking in on me? That would be me. Why are you always checking in on me? Why are you always, you ain't my daddy. Okay, guess what? Live your life so I could be over here and cuss you out to this person over here. You ever cussed at me in your head? Child, I cuss at you all the time. Just good, good cuss. It just never come out of my mouth. Good, just, good cuss? Just good, good cuss. Really? Good, clean cussing. In your, your head, you be cussing? Yeah. <laughs> Do you bite your lip? Yeah. Filth, flour, and filth. Uh, no, I actually don't cuss in my head. Uh, okay, anything else? Again, I don't let me know if y'all thought this was helpful. Yes. Um, or not. I have always kind of steered away from these conversations because um because it did work out for for us. It's so hard to say what I would have done had it not. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'd never want to 
um, I want to make sure I'm offering advice or, you know, giving advice that is useful and helpful and like, can actually help somebody. So let me know. Uh, let thank me you guys know. so much for joining us for today's Love Hour. Thank you guys so much for sending your questions, child. Y'all are sending these in. I am so appreciative because it does give me a lot more to talk about. Um, so if you are interested in sending us questions, you can send them to hello at thelovehour.com. The only last thing that we were going to talk about was the canceling Destiny's Child thing. We're not going to do it. But by the time next week rolls around, this will be old news and be ancient news. So give me your thoughts in the comments on it. My personal thoughts is we're not canceling Destiny's Child. We're not canceling Cater to you. That's my personal opinion. Obviously, you'll never know why because we're moving on. But give me your thoughts in the comments as well. Until the next time. Bye. Bye.